my friends, it is the 29th of August and just a couple things that have come through that I feel is is worth looking at. On Saturday, which was yesterday, a word came through that um, we're seeing a lot of atheistic combination aspect to things. A godless regime, basically. And they do what they want, when they want, and how they want. They, they rule over over things. They control things, um, which is a demonic realm. And it was said that in 1967, a prophecy was spoken by Kenneth Hagen that this atheistic communism would come down even um, even more that it would try to rule and since we are seeing that right now we're seeing this at the beginnings but he also said that a ball of fire would come first And I believe that is the fire of God, the Spirit of God, that will be put forth upon the earth over people that believe in Him, seek Him, are close to Him. So right now, we are seeing what they're calling is a low-hanging fruit. And the Bible speaks about that. It also speaks about it with the man that has no fruit from his soil. It's a reactionary aspect of people who don't have relationship with the Lord. They may have said they accepted the Lord, but they really haven't gone any further. And he hasn't really circumcised their heart. You have to to go through a little fire, like the three men in the furnace. You know, they had to go through things to be able to trust in the Lord. So it's usually people who haven't had experiences and so there isn't any uh, love particularly the way God would want his love to be exampled. It's a uh, fleshly 
kind of sort of thing and the emotions get in. So you'll see a lot of don't like these things happening, reactatory to the pain of it all. Yes, we're seeing that. So the ecclesia, the people who commit to the Lord and praying and seeking his direction, they will come against this, this spirit. And so there will be a backlash coming. And so that was a good word. Um, puts it a little more in perspective out of getting out of the fear of everything because God has a plan and we have to trust and be where he is higher higher and above that higher and above whatever you see don't mix into it and start um you know being like these reactatory people and because that is only going to create more reaction remember God always gives a soft answer he always is supporting he's always encouraging he does correct yes but he does it lovingly to his people so right now we're seeing a lot of things with Afghanistan and a lot of Afghanistans are coming over they're being flown over while a lot of Americans are left in Afghanistan so there's a mixed message there that doesn't match up to what needs to be needed to be done. I mean, why aren't the Americans being, you know, gotten out first? Why, why that? Why is there a imbalance there? I'm not against the Afghan people. They have just as much need to get out, especially the ones who you know, have supported America and who've helped America and who have, you know, turned to Christianity. Yes, but where are the Americans being pulled out first? Or within that grouping? Why is 50,000 being set up in three different military bases for housing and there's no Americans? They certainly flew the ones that got killed the other day over really fast, didn't they? Why didn't they add on people? The Americans to come over and get out of there. I don't know. It seems like the Americans are being hung. But... 
Some believe that, some don't. So, these 50,000 or so, they're not being vetted. Will they be vetted at the military bases? Hopefully so, because we don't know who's coming over. Could there be Afghan terrorists in within that group? There's a lot of questions. So the influx that's being allowed by the Democrats may have alternative motives. And I spoke about the word the Lord gave about motives in the heart. And would start seeing what's behind things, what's, you know, behind people's hearts. What's really the motivating factors. And God is protecting in that way so that we might know that when we see things, there there are sometimes things that aren't uh, readily aware of. There seems to be more behind it. So we, we do need a reset in the spiritual aspect from this uh, fever that is uh, being rolled out right now and creating a whole lot of, of things that if you're in the flesh and if you're in reactatory aspects, you're not going to see them because you're too... too um, concerned with your reactions or your opinion or your in, in anything. I mean, it could be rooted from anger that you're feeling. Um, it could even be rooted in um, what you think might be righteous anger, but it is call, causing uh, a riff to happen. So you have to be careful in that delivery and what's how it's being said what it's being what's being said it's it's kind of sitting back and saying how would Jesus do this how would he reproach this even when the man um, that was taking Jesus away from the garden you know arresting him there was a lot of commotion because the disciples didn't pray with Jesus. They fell asleep. And when they realized he was being arrested, they went to his aid. And one of his disciples cut off one of the soldier's ears. And Jesus, you know, said, no, don't do that. And he healed the soldier's ear. Well, that isn't a normal thing in our reactatory aspect. As humans, we wouldn't necessarily care if his ear got cut off because he was arresting, 
you know, someone that we loved, you know, and cared for and and didn't want to see, you know, harm come to. So he lashed out and he tried to defend Jesus. But see, there was something more to what was behind Jesus in going to the cross. But they didn't necessarily realize that at that time. So he reacted. And Jesus healed his ear. He, he, he took the time and put back the ear to the man and healed it. Because Jesus didn't want them to do that. He didn't want them to react. He didn't want them to cause harm to anyone, even if they were arresting him. Because he knew further than what they knew. So that's what we need to be, you know, looking upon is that Jesus knows further than what we do. And he said he would take care of us. He would watch over us in these times. So that was another component to all this. We're 10 days away from September 7th, which is Feast of Trumpets, and it is also the Jewish New Year for the biblical calendar. 1582, it changes to. So that's not too far off, 10 more days. And, you know, I didn't know what is. It's God's choice on what he does. But I know he works in his times and seasons. So we're, we're approaching. We're po- approaching that now, 10 days. And what he will do on that feast time, you know, we have to realize he sees things more than we do. And why? And even if he doesn't do anything, you know, he is the sovereign God and he plan, his plan is, is in effect for whatever. And we can't go condemning people for their choices or their non-choice of what you see, you know, is they shouldn't be doing. We can't we can't go in that arena of you know judging and condemning. It's it sets us up for something else. You know, we're we're coming to a very fine line. And we have to choose wisely. And I know a lot of people will feel that they're right in doing what they're doing. And, you know, but we really have to sit back and know whether it's reactatory or if it isn't. And really search our hearts, you know, to know whether we're coming from a different 
angle than God and ask him if we need to be doing this or that. And that's true for anybody in anything, in any matter that's before us. But if God gave us choice, we should also have choice in in matters at hand. So, I noticed this last week from Saturday to Saturday, which was yesterday, was very heavy. The atmosphere was very heavy. And it was more so than I've ever felt. And I didn't even turn on the TV that whole week. I never turned on the TV for anything because I didn't want the noise. I didn't want the outside noises coming in because I was feeling a lot and I didn't know or have quite the sense that I needed to sort it out. So I kept quiet and I kept trying to, you know, say, oh Lord, you know, help me with this dilemma because it was probably many things coming together, colliding and and causing, you know, just a, a turmoil in me. So I allowed that space. I didn't let any outside stuff come in. And I know a lot of people want to watch, you know, the numbers that are being put out and are just all, you know, in that and trying to convince or trying, you know, to, in their mind, warn I don't watch the numbers. I don't want that to cause a fever in me because that encompasses the emotions. Where I could become reactatory. I could come with anxiety from it. I could come with worry from it. I could focal point where I'm not supposed to. And then I wouldn't hear other things. And I knew that the enemy or Satan's plan could come in very subtly he doesn't have to hit you with a major thing he could he can worm his way in very subtly and you never really even notice it remember he knew you when you were born
and he was allowed space over you because the Lord allowed him dominion of the earth. So he knows how to get in. He knows what to do to get you all worked up. Everything. He, he knows everything. So he can work his plan very subtly. So the, after that, the story of Cain and Abel came in and I've heard it many times I've you know seen it and but sometimes like I said things are come up out of it that you hadn't seen before and it's in Genesis 4 and Cain gave his offering of the fruit of the ground. But it was just his regular crop. I mean, it wasn't over and above or anything or the best. And Abel gave forth the best of a sheep the best fat of the sheep. So Abel was favored over Cain, and Cain got jealous and got, you know, all worked up and got bitter, angry, everything. And he killed Abel for it. His sin in the emotions took him that far all because Abel was favored Abel Abel didn't do anything to him so Cain became bitter So this story pictures that we need to deal with our sin, nature. And we're seeing a lot of Christians attacking people verbally, emotionally, and it comes out of this bitterness spirit that Cain had. This spirit can distort justice. It can distort it. It comes off of pride.
that I know. And I hear a lot of people say, I told you so. That's an I know spirit. It's behaviors, it's patterns, you know. And a lot of that is from things of the past, what we've been in, what we've been through. So God's been painting a picture. And he's been speaking to me about patterns and behaviors and and it, it continues on. Then it goes into motives and And now we're here at this point. Because none of it really goes into agreement with the Lord. It's subtle. The spirit that is not of God distorts things. A warning or an alarm is to bless you. And it has to be given in that action. The Lord creates the correction. So, we have to come out of come out of that. But first we have to become aware. We take our complaint to the Lord so that he may work. Right now I'm helping my son with a medical bill that is kind of confusing and it has just many different parts and aspects to it because at one point he didn't have insurance so he was under a program and then part of it he got insurance and So it has varying people and parts to it of what part of that bill it goes to the program, what part of that bill goes to insurance, and there were many people involved. So trying to sort it out is taking a long time. And he doesn't have the time. He has to work. He can't spend four hours doing this. So I'm helping him. And we're trying to get through the process of it. And 
that's also correlating with what's happening now. And we're seeing many different things in it. And which is which of it is truth, which of it is not. And you know, one side says something, another side says another. You know, same thing with what I'm working with in this insurance billing. Someone said this and someone said that. And, you know, most of the program documentation is only on computer. There was nothing given physically. So there's a lot of different components. I never in my lifetime had that sort of thing. It was always documentation was given physically and you always had something to look upon so that you would have proof. Well, not today, (laughs) apparently. So many things are going through computer that you don't have it. And that's exactly what's happened to my son. And do I think that's good? No. No, I don't. Yes, it's highly tech savvy, all that, but it leaves you with nothing of proof. And who's who's our proof in the spiritual? the Lord so I have to rely on the Lord to help me through this and get get us through it because I have nothing in the physical nothing so I, I have to rely on the Lord through this See, because people might be good intention and say something, but it might not be true in the actual foundation of the program. And I think that might be what is happening here. Not quite sure, but we're going to get to the understanding at some point but today a word came and it was an alarm and a teaching on the bitter arrow now we're going through a time with Psalm 64 decree and it talks about the arrows of the enemy and the arrows that God will shoot and this bitter arrow is very interesting. It's it's harsh and it has a root in pride. It it's harsh in quality and it's very subtle. 
So it cautions of danger. But how it's delivered. is different. It refuses any part of reconciliation. It says it will not stay silent. It puts out that this bitter root is somewhere in it. Job, he referenced. James 3, he referenced. Because there can be a demonic wisdom. Remember, he mimics God. So he said, examine it in yourself because sometimes you might not be able to see it. He also referenced Simon when Peter's miracles came and he said, give that gift to me. So he became jealous and he became bitter. So Then he became imprisoned in sin, and everything around him became dark. So he became captive to that darkness. If anyone comes against you, you need to check that spirit. Is that person coming against you have anger? have unforgiveness, have bitterness, have jealousy, have pride. And he says, if you ever discover it in yourself, get rid of it. Get rid of it before you sleep. Get rid of it because it it will grow. It'll grow in your heart. When someone curses another human being, and I take that as anything that curses that comes out of your mouth that is not of God, like, like 
saying something bad is going to happen to you. Or, I told you so. Or, you're going to kill somebody. This is not rooted in God. This is part of the problem that this man is speaking of. That's not edifying anybody. That's not exhorting anybody. Encouraging someone. That is opposite. And it comes through this demonic wisdom. This playing out. From all the root of of pride, jealousy. You can just go down the down the list. And he gave he gave a picture of two arrows, and he says Satan's arrow again starts with pride, and then you that's where the feathers are on the arrow. The supporting. Uh, staff of the arrow then supports bitterness and jealousy and then the point or the tip is man's flesh supplying everything that Satan needs to to shoot that arrow but God's arrow starts with love at the feathers And remember, the feathers are what propels the arrow. Then it's rooted, supported in salvation and forgiveness. And then at the tip, God will shoot forth at those that come against you. So, it was very, very, very good in in the visualization of it and we do need to check our motives and others and we do need to look at what's behind um, these arrows because it involves us and our position with God And we need to know where that position is to even function correctly in God's kingdom. Because if you're not functioning well, you're you're really not in preparation for the kingdom. So God does reveal and expose as we go along. As we go through things. And that's why it's important to stay close and why sometimes it's important to stay quiet 
and wait on him because we may know more and have more understanding as we go. So I'll leave it at that for today. And, oh, I did, excuse me, I did want to read a couple of things. I was in worship with a a group that prays. And off of that, it was was through a, um, a video meeting live. And some of the comments that I even interjected during that worship, during that time when we were all seeking the Lord together, these were it. We feel the drag down intense, but the Lord gave us a way away in him and with him break off the physical he draws near here's another one a great light of fire is hitting his people who see and hear another one who do you say I am Declare who he is. Declaring who he is is what he's given us in the Bible. Who is he in the Bible? What does he tell us? Start declaring it. The elect connect, look up higher, must refresh from what we see. Sometimes it's not good to react to what we see right away. And we do need refreshing through things that we see. Sometimes there's more going on than what we can see. Holy is the Lord. Center there. Seek holiness. And when I was listening to the man that gave the bitter arrow... He asked, what motivates bitterness in you? What are the signals? And in Psalm 64, they'll reel their tongues like swords. So we must pursue peace with people and pursue peace with holiness with God. 
That's in Hebrews 12. So we were given tools. But are we remembering these tools? Are we seeking these tools? That's the big question. So I leave that and say God bless and have a good day, a peaceful day.